The following message is the opinions of the hosts and their guest and is not meant to diagnose, prevent, or cure any diseases. Viewer discretion is advised. Like everyone else, you were born into bondage, born into a prison that you cannot smell or taste or touch. A prison for your mind. I don't know where that came from. How do I know that? And it turned out that nobody knew it. And I was getting really freaked. With the right conditions, we have an inversion. That's when I first started saying, they don't know. Nobody really knows. This whole thing is a big sham. And what you're seeing here is a we accept the reality of the world with which we're presented. It's as simple as that. Okay, guys, welcome. Episode number 14. Uh, me and Derek here again, Unearthing 5D Reality. Um, today's episode, as you guys can tell by the title, um, we're going to be kind of talking about food in the first hour, going into a little bit of the history around artificial sweetener, sweeteners, um, just food in general. Um, and then in the second hour, we're going to have Chris from Optimally Organic on, and we're going to talk about some of the remedies that he has um, for supplements and other things to help with um, boosting immune system um, and keeping us away from all of the toxic, toxic, horrible things that are being put in our faces. In, in, in my opinion, I'd say 80% of what's in Walmart is not edible. But um, Derek, what's going on? How's it going, brother? Hey, how's it going? Hope everybody's having a wonderful day. We appreciate your patience. We had a little bit of a hiccup last week. And if you're wondering why we weren't able to drop an episode, we just had some production issues and uh, we want to produce the best work for you. So we weren't comfortable producing and sending out what we recorded last week. So we just, uh, we decided to do a little more research for this week and kind of leave that one off. Uh, what we're going to dig into in this episode is the crisis of America of obesity, of disease, of behavioral issues all of these things are actually linked to the food we're eating and we everywhere you look you see food coloring you see high sugar no sugar high fat no fats and all of these things have been modified and changed so that they actually interact differently with your body and when what this happens to do is when you eat something your body breaks it down into a more base form this is what digestion is and so when you're combining these talk like these toxins in your stomach it actually strips them down and then they rebind in your body with other things and this is what causes obesity and uh, diseases like diabetes and all of these different ailments that we are facing they try to tell you that diseases are hereditary they say obesity is hereditary nothing about <laughs> this is hereditary what's the problem is you're in the house with your mom who's eating the same food as you. So, of course, your body is going to have the same ailments. This is why when one family gets a disease, it's their kids get it and their kids' kids. It's because they're developing eating habits and living habits that actually create the, that disease. Because as you're going to find out in this episode, disease is more about mineral imbalance than anything. And that's what these GMO foods do is they create a mineral imbalance or uh, scarcity in your body of things that your body actually needs to produce this these foods and it's it's causing us tons of harm yeah yeah literally i think it's really funny that like back in the day i'd say probably 
two or three years ago, I was one of those dudes that was just a calorie counter, you know, and I know that my dad's like that too. It it always bothers me. It bugs the living hell out of me. We'll go to eat somewhere and I'll tell him, or, or you know, maybe like a soda isn't good or something. I, I'm not always like bugging people, you know, but I try to keep my family healthy and I try to like, you know, give suggestions and he he always will, he'll cut things in half. He doesn't think it matters what he eats as long as he cuts it in half and eats half of it, he won't get fat. But if all of us understood that what we eat matters more than anything, I would say, because um, what we're putting into our body is affecting how we sleep. It's affecting how we eat, um, think. It's affecting pretty much every metabolic process in our body, the the things that we put inside of it. So um, this is going to be a crucial episode, and I hope that it's really helpful for people. Yeah, exactly. That's the saying, you are what you eat. There's so much truth to that, it's not even funny. Uh, all of the energy in which you derive for your day-to-day actions comes from the food you eat. And when those foods are dirty, when they're they're made with synthetic compounds like fake sugars and low-fat products, these things that they label low-fat or they label low-sugar or no-sugar, uh, those are some of the most unhealthy things on the market because those are synthetic products. Like the original su- sweetener that they found, the first one they found, came from a coal tar. Some guy was producing a, like he was working with a coal tar. And in doing so, he tasted his finger because he had some on his thumb. And he realized that this synthetic compound that he was working on was actually sweet. And so this is where the development started. It was like in 1889, where they actually started to realize that they could produce these fake sugars in labs. And if you look at the history of our our country's health, uh, there's a serious spike in the disease and the obesity rates. And if you try to correspond that with the foods we were eating and these other things, what you will find is that we are progressively getting worse as they claim our food to be getting better and easier to grow and safer, no fats, no sugars. Uh, we're actually getting more unhealthy by the day. And I- if you... I think that people would 100% agree if you just look at like how people's brains are functioning too, how people are thinking, um, like how many people are critically thinking. If you look at what is happening in society as far as obesity rates as well as cognitive function, it's obvious. This is complete war. It It is war on you. It's war on me. It's war on our minds because if you want to take down an enemy like the people where – we are so much more than they are. They're, we prop up everything. You have to make us docile. You have to make us incomplacent and just going with whatever they tell you. And in doing so, we are slowly giving away our not only our cognitive ability by ingesting these toxins they're feeding us, but we're giving away our freedoms. You're giving away your children's freedoms. And these things are, we're going to pay with them in a big way, not out of your pocket. You're going to pay with them with your health. Yep. Exactly. And um, I think this is a good time to start get into it, try to get as much information into the first hour for everybody, huh? Yeah, absolutely. So at John Hopkins University, Ira Renson, uh, this is the, the scientist that had noticed that the sweet cold tar on his hands was sweet. And they started to in- implement this into our foods as we go. Uh, they immediately started to do radiation treatment on plants shortly after to decontaminate microorganisms and pathogens. You guys, your body has more bacteria in it than it has human cells. So by them creating these different treatments that eradicate these 
organisms, it's not only killing the bad stuff on our food, but what it's also happening is, is it's unbalancing the natural bacteria that your body needs to be able to function. Your, bac- your bacteria functions your body by breaking things down so they're more digestible. Yeah, well, your bacteria is directly related to your gut, right? Oh, absolutely. Which is so directly they- related, you know, the gut-brain yeah. the idea. Yeah, it's called the vagus nerve. So the largest nerve in your body runs around your collar down into your stomach, up to your brain. And the bacteria, so say if you eat a whole bunch of sugary food or bad food, you're going to crave those foods. The more you eat of these bad foods, the more you're going to crave it. This is because the bacteria that make up your body are connected to your vagus nerve. Like they, they interact with you through your vagus nerve and they create cravings. And so this is why people who don't drink soda, can't drink soda, it makes them sick is because their body is not staged for these sugary stuff versus somebody who only drinks soda. They don't even like water, right? How many times have you heard somebody say, oh, I don't like water? Well, you're mostly water. How do you not like it? Oh, I get it from my soda. Like that right there just shows how people are with the world around them. How do you, how do you see soda as a substitute for water? I guess they I guess they could say it has filtered water and it was it is essentially probably just tap water ran through some crappy filter and then because that's all they're doing with the bottled waters and then they're adding sodium and things like that to make sure that your mouth gets dry so you need another one and you need another one. Oh, and you can't forget the fluoride that they're throwing in there to make sure that your pineal glands calcified and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, exactly. And so these water bottles they put on the shelves. They have these chemicals, as you were saying, that increase the alkalinity. And because they use these dirty chemicals to increase alkalinity in water, they've been able to convince the world that alkaline water is not anything better for you than neutral or acidic water. It's all the same because you have stomach acid that converts it into acidic anyways. That couldn't be further from the truth. You have a high alkaline diet by eating fruits. Those fruits are going into your stomach as well, interacting with these stomach acids, but yet they say that that helps. Uh, So by them putting these chemicals in the water that increases the alkalinity, all they're doing is making your kidneys work harder to be able to process that water, and it makes it unhealthy. Everywhere you look, these people are using tactics that are very deceitful. And the more we pay attention to this, the healthier we are going to get. And all we need to do is demand transparency in what we're doing. Don't allow these people to put these things in our food and then pretend like the FDA cares enough to make sure it's healthy for you. Yeah. When you get into like looking into the MSGs that are in the fast food and in the restaurants and everything, you can only imagine somebody because I I know that a lot of Americans are eating at fast food sometimes like every day, once a day. I don't know about you, Derek, but me personally, I used to work when I lived out in Dallas, Texas. I worked so much I couldn't make meals. So I was eating every day out pretty much I was and almost every single meal as well. And it gets to the point where I at 23, 24 years old, I started to feel it like I started to have to cook at home. I started to slow down. My joints started to hurt like this is extremely serious and it's funny because as growing up, I didn't see a lot of those problems eating the foods. You know, I I had a really awesome home with my mom was an, an insanely good cook. Um, and 
So I didn't have a lot of those problems. And I kind of felt like I was Superman, like, oh, like if I eat enough of these these foods, my biome and my stomach will just get used to it. And I'll just be, you know, bulletproof. Like I won't be like all these other people and and get fat or I don't know what I was thinking, but it, it's incredibly important to try to mitigate the amount of MSGs and genetically modified food that we are intaking and especially um, in kids when they're developing and when their brains are developing and things like that. But I think that it, it, what we've said before, obviously, um, we think it's important for everybody to be thinking as smart and as as best as we possibly can so that we can all think our way out of this this matrix and the tax system and the government system that surrounds us that it has brought us this food industry. Absolutely, Caleb. And what you said a minute ago about how uh, people are too busy to be able to sit down and cook a meal. Uh, you dirty your house, you get off work. The last thing you want to do is spend time cooking and then spend time cleaning and doing these things. So yes, people work and then they go out to eat. This is because the government has increased it and perfectly balanced the cost of living with the cost of the income of the times. And in doing so, they've created a, they made it easier for you to eat out, eat fast food, eat crappy foods, and make it more expensive and harder to consume healthier diet. And this is a war on the consciousness. This all plays down on your ability to think about what they are doing because these people are coming for your children. Exactly. Um, let's keep going down your timeline. Let's keep. Uh, I, and one thing I wanted to, because I know that you brought up radiation and everybody that's listened to our nuclear episode knows we don't fully believe in how radiation has been purported to us from um, science and everything. But there is something going on. Again, I want to bring that up just so everybody's like, oh, what the heck? They're bringing up radiation because I know I do that when I'm listening to podcasts. So um, there is something going on with radiation. It's just we're not there's not nukes going on uh, off and then we can't hang out in those areas for 10 to 500 years. That doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can measure rads, right? But it's the same thing as gravity. OK, they call it gravity and it's observable and you can't prove what causes it. They can't prove it. Uh, they've just mislabeled something that is observable. And because they've studied it long enough to be able to give you the proper diet, like the way this thing works, you believe them. And they've just mislabeled the energy in which binds all of us together, which I believe is magnetism. And that they've been able to modify this into a way that might be harmful. If everything's magnetic, you you know, there is an opposite of that. And maybe that's what it is. Because, yes, I, I totally do not believe that we have nuclear bombs that everybody needs to go get under your desk at school to avoid. But at the same time, there is something there. The same thing with atom theory. There's something there. They there you can't deny the existence of these molecules that create our world around us, but you can deny the story of which they say that they are. They're trying to make this world material when it's not material. They they've convinced us that we're not special, that we're nothing but an accident of chemical reactions happening over and over and over, and that that's wrong. We were created and everything has a code. DNA is a code itself, and you can't create code without a crater. You can't. It's the same thing as throwing a glass on the ground and expecting it to turn back into a glass after a billion years. It's just not how things work. Yep. It's not reality. Um, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up just for anybody that was listening that might um, have that question. Yeah, but 
But um, yeah, as far as this goes, as far as the food, what they've done, um, I know that we've brought up before in our podcast monocropping, where essentially they're just they're doing one crop in one field and that's it. Um, the they're also um do where when they till the ground, the minerals are just depleted from the sun and and all the things when they're just tilling the ground and letting all of that soil sit in the sun. That in and of itself takes away from the mineral transfer that would go into the crop that would be grown into um, the food. So and it almost seems like this is purposefully done. They would rather like I don't see and I know that this is a thing. I know that they're not taking fertilizer from like horse manure or cow manure and applying it to these plants and to these fields so that they can have the nutrients so that we can be healthy. Because um, I don't know the exact numbers, but I know that they were testing the mineral t- uh, contents of different vegetables and fruits and things like that. And they they were like a 10th or, or a 15% of what they were back in like the twenties or the thirties from just the natural grown um, vegetable. So it's, 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 it's getting more and more extremely hard to stay healthy and to uh, stay away from these things. So I think that um, unless Derek, you have somewhere else you want to route the conversation, I think that we could um, kind of just outline for everybody um, genetic modification, GMOs, maybe a little bit. Um, I can read some of the definitions and things that I've got here, or unless you yeah. want to take it somewhere else. I just kind of wanted to bring up something here. Uh, so the reason we have to have these genetically modified foods is because we've given one corporation authority over all of our crops. Almost everything you eat comes from a very specific place. And if we didn't set it up that way, we're the people who grow our food have to grow hundreds of thousands of acres. We wouldn't be so worried about these things because smaller farms would be able to control these things better naturally. Because if you're so big, of course you have, you're, you're over miles, you're going to have problems. But if we designated local areas to grow the local food, you would see less GMOs. You'd see quality food. You would see more money being brought into your area. The people around you would be making the money that Nabisco is making, that Kraft is making, because instead of it all coming in from one spot and it needs all of this genetically modified and all these poisons and all of this preservatives and all of this bullshit that's all over our food, we wouldn't need that. We would not need it because the local farmers, the local bakeries, the local food producers, they would be smaller and more manageable and this would grow the economy and you'd see cleaner neighborhoods because instead of people slaving away for these corporations for pennies, the, the money would be in your area being transferred. The wealth would be transferred amongst the people who are developing the food. And this goes into clothes. This goes into everything. The way they've designed our entire system is so that we slave away for the few on top. And because it's all one company, they have to have these mass amounts of toxins to be able to produce the foods safely to preserve them so you can eat them a year after production instead of them being grown locally where your local farmer your local people they work on the food they grow they make the cookies instead of having oreo you have a local food somebody locally makes it a food grown in that area with no pesticides with no preservatives and this would literally not only change the health of the world but this would increase the wealth of the world as well because if you keep the money local it grows faster when you the trinkle down economics of big corporations is a scam this is why our schools are set up to teach you how to be a slave this is why every job you've ever had you make pennies while the people on top reap all of the rewards and that money just goes straight to the top 
go look up the corporations, who has what food, who owns what, you're going to find out that there's three companies that pretty much own the world. Yeah, exactly. And the the importance of this cannot be stressed enough. Like when I think about it, I know that I know that we haven't done an episode on germ theory or, um, you know, viruses and all these things um, not being real, which is definitely in the works. I have a guest that we're going to have on and, and we're all going to chat about it. It's going to be awesome. Um, but like this could be the the the. Um, the deciding factor if or if not you get sick um with different things or uh you know if you come down with um different sicknesses from the colds or or whatever however these things come into our environments which we want to fully look more into but yeah the the idea of genetically modifying um a food so that it can sit on uh, so its shelf life is longer and it can sit and be sold for a longer time so that it doesn't have to be thrown away doesn't sound like a good idea to me and um i know that i don't maybe you'll know exactly what i'm thinking here derek but i know that there's like a 40 brain cell type test i really like this test that i was seeing when i was doing my research people were going into stores and doing this brain cell test where they go up to the foods that they're planning on putting in their cart and they see if there how many ingredients are on the list of ingredients and they see if they can even read them essentially like when you actually go it's kind of scary when you go and um probably a lot of the listeners the things in your house just like things that you've eaten recently like like one thing i didn't think would be crazy is like those soups that are sitting in cans in the stores i thought that those were healthy like i used to buy those like i was told they're healthy like the you know the chicken noodle soup if you look at the sodium content if you if you look at the contents of what is actually in the things that we're eating it is scary it is quite literally scary i don't know how you feel Derek. oh absolutely and this goes into what we've been talking about how deficiencies create disease when your body has so much sodium from the food you're intaking it has to be able to break that down and get it out of your body without like obviously you get diabetes and these other diseases, but your body really tries hard to eradicate these minerals and salts and sugars and these things in a safer way. But once your body starts producing an enzyme that's going to help it get rid of salt or to process the sugar, then other parts of your body suffer. And it's working more, working harder to do less work. And the calories that we eat that are high in salts and stuff are empty calories. They don't, your body can't process them. This is why you get hungry after you eat two hours and you're already hungry or you wake up and you're starving. Th these things are all part of what you're eating. And so when you, when you ingest tons of sugar or tons of salt, your body breaks these things down and it takes away from other places. And I just want to give you guys a little bit of an example here. So what they found in the labs when they were testing diseases and transmis transmission of these diseases is if you took and injected a disease straight into a lab monkey, that monkey could not get sick unless if its minerals were imbalanced. So this is why disease runs rampant through households. And this is why if one person in your family gets the flu, everybody gets the flu is because you're all deficient in the same minerals and what they found was you can't you cannot force a disease on one of these monkeys unless if that monkey's minerals match the disease or the minerals of the monkey that has the disease so what this means is you could only have these diseases if your body is a good environment for it because it doesn't have this mineral because it doesn't have this or it has too much of that and in doing so what it does is it allows for your body to be vulnerable 
to different diseases that originate from inside of us. And it's, it happens because your body is trying to break down microtoxins. It's trying to do all of these things. And when you're depriving your body of minerals or you're excessing in salts and sugars, it creates a system where your body can get sick. This is why some people don't get sick and some people get sick all the time. It's because their diet is awful and they've, they've been taught the food pyramid of the world and they've been taught to eat this and do that and count your calories or eat low sugars. And these things literally are changing the very construct of humanity. Uh, that's funny that you bring up the food pyramid because when I was looking into um, the food pyramid, there was pushback. Um, and actually the food pyramid that we got when they first created it is not the food pyramid that was actually told that would be the best diet or the healthiest diet for us. Like the fact that they included milk, cow's milk and, and bread on, on the food pyramid, the food pyramid is so off, but that's the kind of just control that they have over us. And the kind of programming that everyone goes through in school. Cause I remember going into school and being shown that food pyramid and being shown the, the rolls and the fruits and the, the, you know, all everything all together, the bread and the milk. And they're saying that all of this collectively is all healthy and you need all a little bit of it all. Um, when now, when I'm looking into, you know, what kind of diets we should probably be having, it looks like we should be having a high fiber diet, a low sugar diet, um, and we should be eating more fruits and and maybe red meats and things like that. And everybody's going to have their own idea of diet. Some people are going to be vegan. Some people are going to have moral problems with eating meat. Me personally, I don't. Um, so that's that's what I personally go with. I try to have steak. I eat a lot of like white rice. And I found out recently, um, I can't remember what the study was, but um, apparently white rice is better than brown rice for you. That's that's interesting. I know. Isn't that, that interesting? Yeah, that's wild. Because I know that grains, like anymore, they hold the most glycophate out of everything. So your oats, your wheats, these things that they spray this Roundup on, uh, those absorb it more than anything. So I, I know when you when you are buying your food, it is so important to look on the label and look for GMO. If it says GMO, it's guaranteed to be chocked full of these glyphosates, which is Roundup. And Roundup has a class action lawsuit that they lost for causing cancer in people. The original food group was called the Basic Seven. It consisted of green and yellow vegetables, oranges, tomatoes, grapefruits, potatoes, other vegetables and fruits, milk and milk products, meat, poultry, fish or eggs, bread, flour and cereals, and butter and fortified margin. This was back in the day. And as Caleb was saying, like breads are high in carbs, right? And so you, you really have to minimize how much of these things you eat because carbs turn to sugar in your body. So if you think you're being healthy by not, you know, I only have this much sugar a day. Well, if you eat this much bread, those carbs turn into sugar in your body. And because they've been genetically modified, those sugars don't process the same. Natural sugar processes in your body so much different than glucose sugar that you go get from the store white cane sugar when you're it's when you high eat, fructose corn syrup yeah, that's the worst thank you for saying that Kelsey. high fructose corn syrup is the worst thing it's in everything but in your it's body literally in everything too and it's like when you look at the top ingredients it's like the top one as well like in pop 
if anybody is drinking soda still, I used to freaking love Dr. Pepper. I used to love Mountain Dew. But after realizing that they're just putting filtered water, which is which has fluoride in it. So this is essentially fluoridated aspartame water that you're drinking with soda mixed with super high sugar contents. But sorry, I didn't mean to. Oh, no, you're good. That's a great point. Uh, Something that you guys like here's if you if it's so hard for you where you're like, you guys, I I can't cut this stuff out of my diet. When you go to buy it, read your ingredients and Mm -hmm. the further up the ingredient is on the list, the more it has. Ingredients are in order of most to least. So if one of the first things that pops up is something that you cannot pronounce, it is mostly that. Okay. Mm -hmm. so when you're reading your things, you need to look at them. Look for words like fish meal or cheese food, cheese product. If you're buying Kraft Singles cheese, you are eating a byproduct of normal cheese. It's not even the same thing. It's like the stuff they skim off of it to throw in the trash, but they started selling it to Americans instead. Our food's actually illegal in many parts of the world because of these chemicals that are in it. And what really gets me about this, this is one of the bothers me more than anything about all of this, is we sell the same foods over in Europe. But they, they're not our foods. They're the same brand, Quaker Oats, all of the same thing. But over in Europe, they don't have half as many ingredients mm-hmm. and they have no ingredients that you can't pronounce. But and they don't here, last as long. They, that's yeah. the thing. They don't have to last as long, so they have to rotate the products out. It's like the idea of the milkman that we used to have, where you'd have to have a milkman ride on his bicycle and bring you fresh milk every morning. He'd bring you a carton or whenever they would deliver that. I'm too young to know how that system worked. But now we've got milk that lasts a month. Yeah. And so, like, um, they used to sell raw milk. Like, it used yeah. to be non-pasteurized. What pasteurized means, you guys – is it means that they cook every possibility of anything alive in your milk gone, okay? Milk and other products, they grow healthy bacteria. To drink normal milk is not good. Like, I know people will say, like, it's a cow. You're not supposed to drink it. Yes, like, yes, especially after it's been pasteurized. But they there is tons of records of raw milk healing all kinds of illnesses because it brings balance back to your body but what they've done is they've demonized this through the bacteria that gets on the cow's nipple and when you if you eat raw milk that was dirty like the cow has poop on its nipple before they milk it then yeah it's gonna you're gonna have that poop in your milk and that's what makes it dangerous nothing about raw milk is dangerous except for the process in which they obtain it if they don't clean the nipple right or they don't take care of the bottles that it's going into, or, you know, they kind of just let things go. Yeah, now you, you got weird stuff in your body, Which, uh, like cows. I don't know if you guys know this, Caleb. I don't know if you know this or not. But cow E. coli is not a natural thing. It only grows because we feed cows corn. If you feed a cow grass for one day before they harvest that cow, it will not have any E. coli because the grass kills E. coli whole grain or corn grows it it makes it grow in your body and if they would feed these cows one day of grass it would get rid of e coli but you know what they do instead (laughs) what they do is when you if you've ever eaten a hamburger which most of us have what they do is they blend your your all these parts of the cow together like if you get low quality hamburger like mcdonald's or anything they they blend all of the stuff together and then they put it they bathe it in ammonia they soak it in ammonia every hamburger that's not 100 natural 
is, has been soaked in ammonia before you get it. And they do this to kill the E. coli. This is how we stay safe is we drown our food in ammonia. Okay. Instead of feeding the cows one day before grass, I mean, you should feed your cows grass anyways, but it, it would eradicate that illness, but they yeah. don't do that. And this kind of leads me into the topic of the energy that gets stored into our foods. Well, if you don't mind, Derek, can I interrupt real quick and just um, because you brought up the pasteurization and I want because I did do a little bit of research on this because it's something that I'm super interested in because I was told my whole life as a kid, I was that kid watching commercials that got milk, the 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 milk will grow your bones. They'll be so strong. I was told that by my mom my entire life. She was she believed the propaganda as well. Um, and the pasteurization idea came from this guy named Louis Pasteur, um, which I did a little bit of research on him. I just want to read his um, biography a little bit about him. Which what's funny about this here? I'll just read this. Um, he was a French chemist and a microbiologist, renowned renowned for his discoveries of the principles of vaccination, microbial fermentation, and pasteurization, the latter of which was named after him. His research in chemistry led to the remarkable remarkable breakthroughs in the understanding of the cause and preventions of diseases, which laid down the foundations of hygiene, public health, and much of modern medicine. So this guy, brought he purported to everybody that we need to cook our milk or else everybody's going to die. And and also, he was the same dude, and it says later in this, it says, Pasteur is also regarded as one of the fathers of germ theory of diseases. So this this is where this is coming from. This guy literally birthed the idea that we have germs just here and there all around us, and that we need to cook the living shiz out of everything natural that comes from anything. It's essentially the same thing with vegetables because I know that there's – sorry, I don't mean to interrupt so much, Derek. Um, I know that there's this type of photography, which I think you are going to get into, which leads us into – and I would recommend uh, do more research into Louis Pasteur, everybody. If you want to know more about him, research him. You'll see the fraud all around this dude. Um, But there is a specific type of photography that you can um, take pictures of plants and see the life force in them. It's called Curlian photography, which another thing that I think people should look up and which is really weird like when you cook vegetables raw vegetables are way have a way more life force in them rather than like a broccoli that you've boiled and then which i find super interesting so it's it seems like everything that we get it's like god made it naturally and we're supposed to eat it naturally rather than cook the shit out of it dude exactly like like you were saying if you look up food un- under this device i don't know the name of it but it actually has an aura around it uh there's for you have an aura around yeah. you if you were to be photographed by this device it would show your aura and some people's auras are like so small they barely even come out of their body and this is because they don't eat enough of these healthy foods they don't meditate they don't take control over their mind their body and their spirit they allow the material world to just lead them wherever they want wherever the material world wants them to go. And this this is by design. They don't want you functioning the way God made us. Yeah, and we're really not. Like, if you look at everybody, we're not. What they're doing is working, for sure. And they're just upping it and upping it and upping it. 
um, the more we go. Like the idea of cereal or even the idea that we're supposed to eat three meals a day. Like I know Derek, me and Derek are pretty much on the same type of deal. Like I know some days I wake up and I will eat breakfast and stuff. Um, but most days I won't eat until about one or two. And in some days I'll even just drink tea. When I get home from work, I'll drink a tea. I have um, chaga mushroom tea with some mosaic tea um, and some Fulvric Minerals from Chris's website, which we're again, we're going to be talking to Chris in the second hour, which again, you've heard this multiple, multiple times. And you're going to hear this a ton more, I'm sure, from me and Derek as we go on with this podcast and as um, we discover more about health is the mineralization of your body and the minerals that you put in your body is super, super important, obviously. Exactly. And just a little bit of an announcement for those of you who already know, we, we are developing a cognitive vitamin that's going to its minerals that's going to enhance your body's natural functions but we are also in the middle of developing a tea line that will be specifically formulated for different things and if you're wondering how do i fix this how do i get out of this this diet i have if it's so addicting sugar is the most addicting thing on the world uh this is how you need to bring the good minerals into your body the good bacteria, the good funguses, all of these things into your body. And that way there, they will take over and you won't have these cravings. And most people have like 20 pounds of, of dew stuck in their body by the time they get to 30. This is because everything we eat is gummy and sludgy and it's not functioning the way it's supposed to. So we are in the middle of creating a solution to this problem because we don't just want to present a problem to you and not have an answer. Uh, we've kind of felt obligated to create an answer for you as well, to bring the answer to you. So that way there, you we don't just fear monger. We, we just get your attention and then we present to you how we could fix this as a community. Well, that's also um, one thing. I know I have our actual, um, our line right here. I don't know if you got the email, but our friend Riley that we're working with to create the um, teas he sent us over we're going to have a cleanse a digestive a cold and flu and an energy tea essentially um, so we're super stoked for that to be able to give you guys that and um, yeah with, with um, Chris's what that's essentially what we're going to try to talk about in the second hour is things that will be helpful in your diet and things like that and and a little bit more about like microplastics and um, things that are in our environments that we're all intaking but yeah we are going to be coming out with um, a cognitive blend which is essentially like a mushroom blend with mycelium and all these different things that um, we're we're hoping to synthesize and we're having a bunch of tests done um, so that we can you know show you guys that it, it's going to work so I'm I'm extremely excited for that as well so yeah it's very exciting and uh once if if everybody in the world was into their diet the way they're into celebrities or the gossip that they see on the TV or sports dude yeah, sports. that's what's been oh, driving gosh. me lately sports is everybody's so all about football so all about basketball when it's all encoded it's all decided oh. who the winner's going to be well Caleb how did they keep the peasants calm back in the Roman time, according to history, what they do to keep the peasants from upriding uh, and overthrowing the castles. Kept them fed and kept them entertained. They entertained <laughs> For <them>. cheap. <laughs> Entertainment means enter. You know what enter means. Tain means to restrict or hold back. And ment means your mind. So enter, tain, ment. Enter into your mind, restrict it, is exactly what entertainment means. They had coliseums that they had these gladiators in and the people would go watch somebody kill each other and demoralize humanity 
while entertaining these people. And so if, if everybody had a mindset where instead of focusing on things like sports, you, you care about your diet, you care about the people around you, you will see a world where we live in abundance. The whole lacking of this world is so man-made, it's not even funny. We throw away 600 million pounds of food every day in the United States alone. 600 million pounds. What that literally means is that we produce enough food to feed everybody. But because of profit, we allow that much food to be thrown away every single day. What I want to see people care about and ask is why we're not seeing um, one I want you to talk about, because I don't know a lot. I know that you know more about heirloom seeds and regular seeds. I want to talk about that. But I'd like people, and I'd, I'd also think it'd be cool to try to get a movement going to make our cities plant public fruit trees, like plant public fruits and vegetables and things like that we should have um, public gardens for people and and we should be putting animal manure in there so that they're they're really nutrient and vitamin um full so that everybody i don't know these things are just not helping obviously our government and obviously everybody knows this here that's listening to us they're telling everybody that the earth's a ball spinning around the sun they don't care about our health but at this point we've we i think it is a matter of us just asking for it and, and standing up and saying hey like we need this like we should demand this because we could have food everywhere all over the place but um what are the explain that to everybody what is the difference between an heirloom seed and a regular seed? Yeah. So first of all, I just kind of want everybody to understand that if this information is knowledge that small farmers have, that people like Caleb or myself, we have this information, the government has this stuff as well. Okay. And they're just misusing the crap out of everything and abusing the crap out of everything. Okay. Because this is how they control you by entering your mind and restricting it. So what an heirloom seed is, is it is the original plant. These are these seeds are much harder to find, but they're the ones that came out of the ground. They, they weren't modified by the government. They weren't crossbred by some farmer to create a more sugary yield with a bigger apple or a bigger tomato. The first food ever genetically modified were tomatoes. That was the first thing in 1994. They genetically modified a tomato. If you've ever eaten an heirloom tomato, you will never eat a genetically modified freaking tomato again in your life. And maybe you might if you like tomatoes, but they're, the, the difference is night and day. And heirlooms are just natural food that produce that all of the enzymes, all of the right fibers, all of the right sugars, everything. Because the skin is the most nutrient dense part of any fruit is the skin. And when you cover those skins and toxins, but also modify those skins to absorb toxins, you're actually changing the the, mo the number one part of the food is being drowned in chemicals and it's being altered to look better. Heirlooms are just natural. They are, you could find these seeds and grow them yourself and you could actually see the difference. They've, they've taken these seeds and they've modified them so they don't you can't cross them. And if you can cross them, they purposely plant these plants next to local farmers. They'll patent a, a genetically modified food, and then they'll grow it down the road from a farmer who's growing heirlooms or who's growing true food organically. And when the wind blows that pollen down to his house, his plants, because he's heirloom, they're going to grow seeds. And all they have to do is show up, test his 
his tomato. And if it's got any of the genetically altered DNA inside of this tomato, they now own his crop. And so this is how they've slowly been taking over the the food industry is they weed out all of the people who are doing it right by just going right down the road and planting a crop that's going to dust onto their plants. And then all of a sudden now they own the rights to that food. Sure, they don't get rid of the farmer. They'll allow him to keep growing, but they'll take a chunk of his income and they'll they'll weed him out to the point where he can no longer sustain himself off of the crops. Yeah, and he can't control that. Um, that that that's that's really interesting. He can, literally can't control that going into his field either. I've heard of that. That's <laughs> such a crazy idea. Um, the one thing I wanted to talk about a little bit more before, because I know we are um getting um, we're about fifteen minutes towards the top of the hour, so we have a couple more topics we can get into. Um, is MSGs in general. Um, and a lot of people might not know what MSGs are, so I kind of I just want to give everyone an idea. MSGs, monosodium glutamate is a flavor enhancer often added to restaurant foods, canned vegetables, soups, deli meats, and other foods. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration, FDA, has classified MSG as a food ingredient that generally recognized as safe, but is still, but its use is still debated. For this reason, when MSG is added to food, the FDA requires it to be listed on the label. If it's required to be listed on the label, obviously it's not safe enough to just go under the radar. It's obviously doing something. And that's basically, the, in my idea, them just telling you, hey, we're kind of figuring out the levels to make sure you guys don't die within 10, more like 30, 40 years. That's more of what I'm thinking. But um, MSGs have been directly related to headaches, flushing, sweating, face pressure, lack of feeling, numbness fluttering heartbeats, chest pain, feeling sick and weakness. And this, um, from what I can understand, this is in like Olive Garden type restaurants and things like that. It's super heavy in like the pastas and things like that. And so it'll like make you need to go to the bathroom and different things like that. Do you know a lot about MSGs? Oh, dude. So they, they'll tell you that MSG is a naturally occurring uh, sodium. It's a type of sodium that grows in stuff like tomatoes and cheese and these different things. But if you were to look into what is this chemical that they're putting in your food, it's flavorless. It doesn't have its own flavor. (laughs) It's a chemical that tricks your body into believing what you are eating is good. Like try to understand flavor enhancer, right? Yeah. It's, it doesn't have its own flavor, but when you put it on food, it makes you think it's really good. If you've ever, like wanted to eat something faster than normal. And you're like, Oh, da-da. that's probably because it's full of MSG that I bet you can't eat just one thing that Lay said, like, Oh, you can't just have one. That's because of MSG. These, this chemical that they're putting in your food is so addicting and it triggers the right parts of your brain. And in doing so, it makes you crave it. Yeah. This is right here. Listen to this. Both animal models and human studies have shown toxic effects of MSG on the reproductive system. This is this is the end goal. This is something I don't know if we've brought up here on the um, podcast before, but this is a good time to bring it up because they are doing this through the food and and through um, what we're intaking in water and the air and everything. I think that they are directly attacking the reproductive system so that there's less people, so that it's easier to control people. That's also why they're 
purporting everybody to be gay and to cut their penises off and to become girls and stuff like they just don't want people actually reproducing humans so that there's enough humans that they they, they don't want enough humans they, they it's just like the georgia guidestones they want 500 million people so that they can control it's way easier to control 500 million people with 500 million robots than 8 billion people and I've seen a lot of people go at the the population idea as well, that the population isn't at 8 billion, actually, and it's actually something a lot lower. And they're trying to just mitigate it and chip at it and get it lower and lower every year. Um, because I actually, we, yeah, we I think we have talked about the birth rates a little bit because once they get under 2.5, it's like harder to rise them again. But this is exactly what they're doing. Like there are already studies saying that MSG is on rats. They did studies on rats, I remember reading in this paper, and um, also humans, that they affected the ovaries, they affected um, sperm count. Like, the stuff that they're putting in our food, they're, they're literally killing us and, and sterilizing us, and everybody's just, oh, do-do-do-do-do, going around and eating it, not looking at their label. Like, I can't believe that... Well, I guess I can believe, but once people wake up to this and if people start actually realizing where their sicknesses are coming from, why everybody's obese, why everybody looks so different from 1970 to 2022 when we go down to a beach, um, then they realize it's the food and they start looking at the labels. It's going to be really hard for people like McDonald's and people like Walmart to thrive that aren't focused on health um you know beneficial beneficent products that are um beneficial to people and their health yeah exactly and this is why walmart is so big and mcdonald's is so big is mm -hmm. because the way people think about food they think in terms of convenience they think in terms of uh how how long will it take so convenience uh they don't yeah. think about health <laughs> they literally don't think about what the food is doing to their body and if you've ever wondered why why do they do all these tests on rats it's because things that happen to rats happen to us so if you introduce something into a rat's diet and you study that rat and it gets cancer it grows tumors it goes blind those are potentials for our illness as well and this why that is, is because those foods deprive your body of minerals or they deprive it of enzymes by making your body have to break down way more than it should. And just try to think about what that means. If your body can produce so much and it needs to be in sync, but one of those things it's producing spikes or it drops down, then you're, it's depriving it from another part of the body that it needs to be or it's adding too much of this to a certain part of the body. And this is why when they feed rats food and the rats get sick, it's not because the food that they're feeding them is like physically doing that. It's because their body is doing it, trying to process that food. Yep, exactly. And that's why I'm super excited to talk to Chris and get a little bit more info. I know that there's a lot of questions that I have about getting this stuff out of our environment and, you know, kind of what we should do and, uh, what we should work towards as far as a, you know, as far as a, 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 a diet, I'm working on my diet currently. Again, I kind of just eat eggs and rice and, um, I try to just stay away as much as I can from any type of restaurant and try to just eat at home and, and drink tea and chill and read books. I don't know about you, Derek. Yeah. So I only eat once a day. I, I fast every day till 5 PM. Uh, I only drink water before that. And I'm, I have tons of energy. I don't even crave food until like four. Uh, you know, if I'm doing a lot more work, sometimes it, I do. 
but on a normal basis, I only eat once a day. And uh, I've recommended this to many people who have uh, issues with their energy. And when you eat too much of one bad thing, your body's not only burning energy to try to get rid of this food, but you're also depriving it or increasing of different things. And so you become groggy, you get brain fog. Uh, so I literally, your body only produces a certain enzyme after 15 hours of not eating. So if you eat within that 15 hour, it'll never produce this enzyme. This enzyme only gets produced after 15 hours of no food. This is why fasting is healthy because that, that enzyme is needed to break down toxins in your body. And it actually converts white fat into yellow fat and white fat's not something your body breaks down very easy. It takes tons of energy to do that as well. So it's kind of not what we think, you know, you think somebody could, oh, you got tons of body fat. You could go without for a long time. It's not like that. Like, yeah, it will break it down, but it'll make your body so unhealthy if it's like trying to eat all of this white fat. And so fasting actually will turn that white fat into yellow fat. And so like, it's one of those things that the yellow fat actually produces energy instead of consumes it. But because they've put MSG in our food, they've keep every restaurant has red or yellow, which your brain gets triggered into being hungry when you see these things or you'll smell food and it triggers you into being hungry. And it prevents people from reaching that point where their body's actually converting toxins into energy and getting rid of these things from your body. Yeah. And that's what we're going to move towards in the second hour and try to find out. I know that, um, and what I've heard is fulvic minerals are amazing for kind of dislodging and moving things. But again, that's why we're going to have Chris on. He's a lot more knowledgeable than me personally. Um, and yeah, other than that though, Derek, um, do you have anything else that you want to get across to the first hour? I know that we're getting towards the top. Yeah. So, uh, basically what we're trying to do guys, we're not trying to scare you. We're not trying to create like a system where you're afraid of everything. There's an app that you could take a picture of the barcode prior to buying it, and it'll tell you everything that's in it. What's the name of it, Caleb? Yucca, Yucca. Everybody Yuka. needs that. I'm so glad you brought that up before the yes. first hour ended. Every Yucca or Yucca. I don't know exactly how it's pronounced, but it's Y-U-K-A. You basically pull up the app. It connects straight up to your camera, and you just scan the barcodes of any um, – any, um, things that you're going to buy any food that you're going to buy and it'll tell you what's in it and if there's anything that's bad in it um it'll tell you what it is and it'll tell you the effects of it it's really cool yeah and so if you guys have a like if you're not like keen on the different things in your food that app breaks it down to a layman's terms that it'll even tell you what's wrong with it and uh so like you could learn so much about the food you're eating just by turning the bag around and reading the ingredients and using this app and reading how these different ingredients interact with your body and how they create disease. And I just highly recommend that everybody gets this app, especially if you have a harder time on like reading the ingredients to know if it's safe or not, just get this app. It'll tell you, it rates it on how dangerous it is on a scale. So uh, one thing you will realize <laughs> in all of this is that pretty much everything is bad for you. You have to, it, it's all going to have some form of something in it. So just, you could do the best that you can and take other minerals and things that will enhance your body's ability to function. Uh, one pointer that I think everybody should know is when you're buying fruit or vegetables, if it is GMO, it has four 
only four numbers on the barcode. So if you have an apple or an orange, look at the sticker on it. And if it has four numbers, then it's GMO. That's the fastest and easiest way to identify bad food, fruits and vegetables is the four code. If it's got more than four, sometimes it's five, it's six. I think it actually usually starts with the nine. If it's not GMO, it'll have start with the nine and then have five or six numbers on the sticker. That's not GMO. But all GMO on all fruits and vegetables all only have four digit number on the sticker. Awesome. Yeah, and I agree. I agree. I like I really liked when you said that we're not trying to scare everyone. I 100% agree. I'm not trying to scare everybody out of eating the next thing that they were going to eat. You know what I'm saying? Like this stuff does have to build up. It takes a long time. Um, but I think that us being more conscious about what we're eating and what we're putting in us is only going to help us and help us be smarter and everything. So um, other than that, um, do you have anything else for the first hour? Or Well, I would just like to close with this. You need to be the change you want to see in the world. If all of the foods you're ingesting creates a cognitive dissonance or it creates you to be grumpy or rude or anxious, uh, that's not helping the world. You can't look outside of the world to change it. You have to start with you and lead by example. Set the stage. Be the person who makes the change and then watch what happens around you. Don't be afraid to talk about it. I know a lot of you don't want to talk about the shape of the earth because you literally lose friends and family will disown you and they, they just hate you for it. Uh, but food is something you can talk about with without it creating a, a disconnect amongst friends and family. And so I just want to encourage you guys to, first of all, don't let anything come in between you and your family. It's not what we're trying to do. Uh, but second of all, just be the change you want to see. Just change from within and watch the outside change with you. Yep. If you guys want to hear more of us and our thoughts on health and food and everything and kind of more on remedies and things like that, um, make sure to catch us on the second hour with Chris at OptimallyOrganic.com, which is one of our affiliate links in our affiliate link section. So if you guys want to check out their products, which is essentially what we're going to be talking about in the second hour and how he came to the realization of um, what's going on in the industry and why he started his brand, because I know um, that their website kind of came similar to how our um, website is coming because we're starting another website where we're going to be doing our products that we see as really healthy and um, getting the most premium herbs that we possibly can. So if you guys want to hear more of that, make sure you guys are members. Um, and if you do become a member at our website here at Unearthing 5D Reality, you will get every other episode, second hour. So um, you're not just getting this hour of content. Um, you're getting much more. So other than that, thank you guys um, for listening to the first hour. Um, we are super excited to see you over in the second hour and um, we hope you have a great day. Thank you. Awesome, guys. Thank you for being here again. All the members, we say it every single time. You guys are the reason we're able to do this. You keep this going. We love you. I'm here with Derek. I'm here with Chris um, from, again, from um, OptimallyOrganic.com. And I've got his website here, and I'm looking over it as we're going to be um, having this conversation. And um, basically how I wanted to start this, because I know, Chris, we've talked before. Um, I've been on the phone with Chris before probably three or four times and um, one time over an hour listening to him talk about the products and everything that he's doing, um, which is amazing work. Um, how did you get into this? How did you realize that you needed to do this and start this kind of a line where you're offering these products to people? Uh, well, when I was about 17, my grandmother died of cancer. And so it kind of set me out looking for um, natural cures that people could um, take. 
and alternatives to this Western medicine because, I mean, she she did what the Western doctors wanted her to do, and she was dead in about two or three weeks. Mm-hmm. It, it was crazy. And I think that if she didn't even do anything, she, we would have had her for at least a few more years, let alone if we knew about all this kind of stuff, she'd probably still be here today. The saddest thing about that is I feel like that's happening to that entire generation where they were given all of the, the you know, that was the generation that was given the box of, you know, um, cake, you know, where the first time that you got a box of ingredients where you could bake a cake and all of these things that were fast tracked to, you know, making food, this faster process of, of eating, which is kind of what um, we went over in the first hour. And the, and the same thing when they started, um, I think a huge thing is them introducing aluminum into um, like cooking ware and things like that with that entire generation. They're just ridden of cancer, dementia, and and also, um, like we've covered in other episodes, our members should know, um, we're seeing bees get dementia. We're seeing 20-year-olds get dementia and things like that. So, yeah, it's Mm. it's really crazy, and that's – I think a lot of people are going to be doing the exact same thing that you're doing where we're seeing so much illness in in, in our environments that people are going to go looking for these healthy options, and um, that's exactly why me and Derek are starting to create our line where – um, we, you know, we're doing some teas and things like that and trying to get into a situation like you. And um, we're definitely trying to find people like you, Chris, and and others that are already doing the right thing and already um, trying to put out minerals and and things like that in the right way, which um, I know with your minerals um, specifically, which is the main product that I take with you, because um, for a while I was drinking just distilled water. For probably about two a month or two months, I drank just distilled water, and then um, somebody brought up the um, idea that I needed to mineralize my water, and I'd never even heard of that before. And I started hearing of these fulvic minerals here and there, and then um, finally I ended up finding um, Ben, which led me to you. So um, what do you think are the benefits and um, the main reasons why somebody should even take fulvic minerals? Fulvic and humic acid in nature are electrolytes, and they are what are responsible for transporting nutrients into the cells. So when fulvic and humic acid are living in untouched native soil, that is what is breaking down the minerals and the rocks in the soil, turning it into nutrients and trace minerals and actually transporting into the roots of the plant the roots of a plant don't suck up nutrients on their own. It requires fulvic and humic acid to transport it into the plant and into the fruit of the plant or the tree. And the human body works the same way. When we eat that fruit that then has fulvic or humic acid in it, that allows our bodies to actually transport the nutrients into our cells and the trace minerals, which are the most important nutrient there is. Now, I believe that the powers that be know this, and so that that's the reason why they've removed trace minerals out of our soil. They've removed it out of our supplements. They've removed it out of our food. They've removed it out of our water. And so if you're not either growing your own food properly and know what you're doing and putting fulvic and humic acids in the soil or supplementing it separately, you're going to basically get diseased and die a lot sooner than you would otherwise. And 
these drug companies and these food companies know that, and they're more than happy to sell you a bottle of vitamins knowing that they're not going to be absorbed properly and that you're still going to be caught up on the back end and they'll be selling you drugs in a short time. What we're trying to do is break that cycle. So basically, these uh, fulvic acids, they, they change the structure of the food you're eating and allows for uh, absorption, right? Like, so I know with like growing food, growing anything for that matter, if you add good bacteria to the, the feeding schedule, those bacteria eat the, the different nutrients. And then what they exert is an absorbable in, type of ingredient versus raw nitrogen, raw phosphorus these ingredients exactly right yeah they don't work as well i have the same story as you i lost my dad on my 21st birthday to cancer and he was a bodybuilding harley riding dude for years like up until he got diagnosed and then within i think like six weeks he was dead and so that's also what led me to move up to oregon where there is more natural food where natural remedies aren't demonized by the mainstream media and like we could become healthy, but I never even thought about the way that plant, the root system absorbs the same way as our body. That's, that's a good point. Yeah. I've heard, right. I've heard Chris the, say the that. The is actually, um, I call it steroids for the probiotics or the good bacteria because um, they actually multiply them and they'll unlock the nutrients out of the soil. And when it's working inside the body, it's actually shooting the nutrients into the cells and then loading up with all the toxins and heavy metals and then bringing them out of the cell. And as they're bringing it out of the cell, they put crystalline bonds around the heavy metals and breaks it down into organic compounds and safely excretes it out of the body. It's really amazing. That is so yeah, cool. 100%. Chris was actually um, one of the people that hit me up to do the chemtrail episode um because after his conversation he was kind of explaining that how it can pull heavy metals out of you and things like that and then he's like hey you should do a chemtrail episode and that's why hence we did the chemtrail episode so um essentially what you're saying here just to put this into simple terms for everybody it's just it's essentially a transport system to just get nutrients to your cells essentially to, to fund to fuel the mitochondria of your cell um so that you have energy and so that you don't just pee them out so that you don't have expensive pee and you're not just peeing out these stuff because yeah essentially what is happening in today's industry is everybody's going out they're buying all these supplements from all these different walmarts and walgreens and they're taking these pills thinking that they're healthy but in my idea from what i've learned it seems like either if they are taking something that is healthy they're just peeing it out or they're actually taking something that's not healthy that they're being told is healthy yeah and all these vitamins are filled with all these preservatives and titanium dioxides and all this stuff that's not good for you. Yeah, exactly. So my dad was the biggest vitamin guy you'd ever see in your life. He, we had cabinets dedicated to his vitamins and uh you know, he had natural things like wild yamara or oregano oil which are good, but those what weren't what he took on a daily basis. He took like multivitamins or these other like big name big brand things. And that's one of the main reasons why I actually hate the idea of selling like a processed vitamin and not the naturally occurring through a tea or something is because they, they build up in your body and they have fillers and they've got all of these different like extraction methods and these different things that synthetic just depends on what you're taking. 
that's just not natural. And everything needs to be natural when you ingest it because your body is also natural. That's right. That's right. And they're making a lot of these vitamins from things like horse urine or floor cleaner or, you know, heavy metal elements. Um, And like you said, they're not natural and they don't absorb properly and they don't get utilized properly. Yeah. And that's one thing that I know is really cool about you and um, what you guys are doing over at Optimally Organic. Can you kind of tell everybody, um, uh, well, I know that it's it's patented and everything, so I think you should be able to tell everybody, um, but how you're getting the fulvic minerals is huge because when you compare how other people are getting fulvic minerals or um, fulvic, you know, these things in in the industry, they're getting them through chemicals, um, like mediums, like chemicals to pull them out. And what you're doing is more of a water extraction, which is way, obviously, everybody can deduce very simply that that's obviously more natural. Yeah, uh, what they're doing is is psychotic, and they've been doing this for you know seventy or eighty years now. It's what all the the science has been based around, and even even with these chemical extractions that they're doing, I mean, the science is still pretty amazing. We're just taking it to a whole new level. Um, what the practices that they're doing is they're taking coal. They call it lignite or leonardite. It's really just coal, and they put this chemical called potassium hydroxide on it and it's more commonly referred to as lye and lye is basically an extremely alkaline chemical that can dissolve things and so they dissolve the coal sometimes they use bog moss with the lye and they essentially break the fulvic and humic molecule apart and then they get three different products out of it. They get a fulvic acid, a humic acid, and a trace mineral product. The fulvic acid, they usually sell to the supplement human health world. The humic acid, they usually sell to agriculture, and then they do different things with the trace minerals. But the molecule, when it is broken apart like that, doesn't work the same. And they still have the potassium hydroxide in the product, and they use this in marketing. They say, you know, oh, look at my product. It's, you know, 7.0 or 8.0. And they've mixed it with a ton of water to even bring it down to that level. Well, the problem with potassium hydroxide is that when you ingest it, since it's hydrophobic, it pushes all the water out of your body. It does the same thing in the soil when they use this humic acid for agriculture. It pushes all the water out of the soil. And when you have a natural fulvic and humic acid molecule, it's bound together, the fulvic and humic acid, with all the trace minerals and the DNA and the RNA of the ancient plants. So all this is a coded long chain message that in nature, when it's preserved, works hundreds to thousands of times better than the chemical extracted uh, version of it. Um, and, And that even bean still does work and they've done amazing studies with it from uh i even read a a patent where they cleaned up the radiation in chernobyl uh the lake right in front of it using fulvic and humic acid that that's interesting uh caleb and i have been talking about like the radiation and what we actually think it is so it's cool that you brought that up uh but something that i i want to like get off across to the viewers is Uh, What you were saying is a lot of the stuff that they produce isn't always produced for the reason 
you you're using it. So like sometimes they'll try, they'll be trying to make something like soap or a candle and then in doing so they will create something like Crisco. So our entire, the whole idea of non-trans fats in our environment came because this, this uh, soap company had made so much of this product and they couldn't sell it. And so they, they figured out that you could cook in it. And so what they did was they demonized things like lard and natural occurring fats that, you know, your body needs fats, your brain needs fats, uh, just it needs the right ones. And so what they've done is, is they created this product that they couldn't sell and they found out that they could sell it to the food industry instead of the candle industry. And they pay the big governments to, to allow for this type of marketing and to change the regulations on different things or to even advertise these things as healthy as not healthy and literally change the entire course of humanity by, by allowing this kind of thing to interact with our food. Yeah, it's really evil. I mean, I, I think that it's all in the same line with, you know, Monsanto and genetic engineering and giving us foods that turn to plastic in our arteries and, and cells and, and frankly, spraying heavy metals above our head where they come down in nanoparticles and infect all of our food and all of our animals and our waterways and our oceans and everything else. Wait, you said foods turn into plastics in us. Can you elaborate? Um, yeah, like hydrogenated oils is, is not fi- found in nature. So when you ingest it, it basically turns into like a plastic and, and hardens inside your arteries and veins. Wow. Which is, Holy. that's what Crisco is. So like, this, <laughs> yeah, this, yeah. This and so, and see, the cool thing is, is like when you cook with like butter or coconut oil, you can heat it up to high temperatures and it won't turn into a trans fat. And that's because it's slightly saturated. So not all saturated fats are bad. Saturated fats are what you want to cook with. It's the things like olive oils and, and things like that, that you don't want to heat up and you just want to use raw on your salad. Very interesting. Mm. I didn't know that about. I, I was uh, looking into oils a little bit, and that was a, that's an interesting idea to hear people say to cook with coconut oil. There are so many uses for coconut oil. You can just put coconut oil in your mouth, and it'll you know use it for pulling on your teeth. It's amazing. It'll bite. Oh yeah, your teeth. coconut oil is amazing. It will even make you lose body fat. Eating it, they won't they won't feed it to cows because they lose too much body fat. That's, that is that's awesome. awesome. That is very cool. Yeah, with with your um products, it's it's extremely cool to just click on products and kind of read about them. One product that um I've gotten uh, my family members to buy is two but two products specifically because I think you need both of them together is the red pine needle oil and the fulvic minerals. So while we're on the topic of plastics, I know that um I I don't know fully what red pine needle oil does, but from what I heard, it kind of helps helps at eating away those types of things, doesn't it? Red pine oil is the only thing I know of that will cleanse plastic toxins. I don't know of anything else. And not only will it cleanse plastic toxins, but it will cleanse all different types of parasites, fungus, bacteria, yeast, mold, viruses. Um, That's why I like to take the pine oil with the fulvic, because when you combine them together, not only does the fulvic bring the pine oil deeper into the body, but the, the fulvic will cleanse heavy metals and toxins, and the pine oil cleanses totally different sets. So they go together really well. 
So when you're taking those, would you recommend, because I take, um, I honestly take the pine needle oil like uh, every morning and every night usually. So you'd take the the fulvic minerals and the pine needle oil in the same thing. Because that's one thing I've seen with the supplementation industry, which I don't like how everyone's so confused, is if you can mix certain things, like some things you can't mix together. So I'm always worried about that. So I usually take things completely separate, just one at a time in, in like small little shots. Yeah, the pine oil is great to take in the shot because because it, it tastes very astringent, so I like to just shoot it back. Um, the fulvic's got to be mixed with a lot more water. The more water that you use with fulvic acid, the better it's going to work because it's hydrogen-powered. And not only will fulvic transport the nutrients into your cells and cleanse heavy metals out of the body, but it also, when it's water extracted like we're doing it from an ancient 40-million-year-old rainforest that used to be in the middle of our country, um, it provides all the trace minerals. So you get A through Z of trace minerals in your body. And when, you, when, you, when your body has trace minerals in it, your body can... It, it, it activates like a thousand different physiological functions inside your body. It is the basis of the Krebs cycle. If you don't have every single trace mineral, your body can't even use vitamins. See, and that's something I've always like thought like was the case is if you extract something raw and then only take it, it's not going to be absorbed by your body because there's different carrier oils and like terpenes are a huge carrier. Uh, and so like when you remove those parts, like the fats and lipids that make up the plant and you just try to eat the mineral inside by itself, it's actually not being delivered to certain parts of your body as needed. And because your body breaks things down in a certain way, when you're ingesting these minerals that are supposed to go through a process that they can't go through now because you ate it extracted, you didn't eat it in its natural form, then it, it actually performs differently through your body in a negative way. Uh, your body will try to store it, it'll try to calcify around it, and it'll do different weird things to try to make that mineral not be a negative effect on your body. That's absolutely right. I, I've noticed, because I've been in manufacturing now for almost 20 years, that Anytime man manipulates or changes anything from nature, it never makes it better. It always makes it worse. And so what we've tried to do as a company is to preserve everything as close to exactly from nature as possible. I love it. So many more people need to do that. And I think that people will. I think people are going to move towards that and try to get those types of things into their diet. So people like you will be huge again, exactly why we're having this conversation here. Um, just because I'm curious, what is a noni juice? Noni is a very special plant. It grows out of lava rock. And because it can actually pull nutrients out of lava rock, unlike other plants can, it has over 140 nutraceuticals in it. And usually like some of the most powerful herbs and only have like one or two nutraceuticals in it. Wow. So I live noni, what's, a, what's a nutraceutical for the audience and me? Cause I'm not smart enough to know what that a is. A nutraceutical is kind of like, you know, like if we were talking about drugs, it would be a pharmaceutical. If we're talking about something natural, it's a nutraceutical. And mm. so the active part of a drug that does the thing that it does is what a nutraceutical is and does. Wow. Ah, very cool. Very cool. 
And one thing I see on here, um, the uh, the idea that people are putting hand sanitizer on their hands right now with the carcinogenic chemicals that are found in hand sanitizer is crazy. So I think that's cool that you've got here. You've got a French lavender um, hand sanitizer. That's interesting. That that br- that brings up the thought that I can't believe people. Yeah, are and we we used a coconut oil based glycerin so that there would be no soy or corn in it. And everything's organic so that you don't have GMO because, you know, people are just spraying GMO stuff. Forget about even the the chemicals. Like if I put Purell on my hand, it literally makes me physically sick. Wow. See, I use my Kangen water for my hand sanitizer because it's uh, naturally antiseptic. Like the water you don't drink, it's meant for clearing bacteria and stuff. Uh, so anything you guys could do to avoid putting these dangerous chemicals on your skin, your skin absorbs everything you put on it, everything. <laughs> if that's from ink to whatever, anything that ends up on your skin, it's going to absorb sunblock, lotion, these things. Uh, I just kind of want to talk about how the GMO, is, why it is what it is, is because the natural forms of these, the way they come out of nature, you can't patent it. And basically what this does is it makes it where anybody would be able to just get their own and sell it with their label on it. And more people could profit, more people could benefit from this type of thing. So what they've done is they synthesized it and they modified it so that it can be patented. And they've taken a natural thing like lavender or whatever, and they convert it into something synthetic that tries to mimic what lavender does. But now you can't sell their same thing. Now you can't. And because most people are all about Western medicine, they're all about you know, the mainstream stuff, they don't even stop to think about what you're doing, Chris, and how you're, you're bringing something that nature has produced to us to the people. And it stops, it it actually helps corporations that people don't realize this and that they, they buy the mainstream stuff. That's right. You're you're exactly right. You know, um, we, we patented a process of doing a water extraction or a process of doing extractions on herbs, but you can't process something that's natural. And um, since you can't patent something that's natural, natural things don't make as much money. Exactly. It would spread the wealth out where more people would be able to have a in, more of an enjoyable life versus a slave labor but that's not what it's about. It's not about creating a world where people are healthy and happy. It's about creating a world no, where they people... make so much money off of making everybody sick. Exactly. And, you know, I keep on thinking to myself, well, why are they chemtrailing? Why are they doing this? Why, why, why does the health department not care about people's health? Why, why is the government trying to make, you know, uh, homeopathic medicine illegal? What, why is all this stuff happening? It's because they make thousands of times more money off of you. They'll drain your entire life savings on you when you're sick. Yeah, they'll kill you for it. They'll put you into chemotherapy and kill every single one of your body's cells for your money. Right, but but your 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 house that you owned, all your property, your cars, your life savings, everything you were going to leave to your family just goes down the drain and then you die. It's really it's it's crazy because I'm looking at your website. It's interesting to me because so many people are um, like religious and stuff like my family and they don't think that herbs work and, and things like that. And um, it, it's, it's well, they were taught that it was witchcraft. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that funny that everybody thinks that these 
these these but pharmaceutical my too. drugs. Same are thing. It. My father died of cancer because they refused to take the natural approach, and I was actually yeah. looked at as being the black sheep of the family as a result. Oh, that is so crazy, man. Because when I'm looking at your products, uh, like you try, it looks like you try to use the water extraction or you do use the water extraction, which again, as we talked about earlier, is probably the most natural thing ever to get these minerals and um, different elements out of these products. Um, and, and if people were to just use these, you know, I could only imagine how much it would help. Could you tell people, I remember you were telling me about your uncle that you, um, had, and he'd like completely almost forgotten his name. Um, can you, do you mind telling that story? I had an uncle Dick. And so uncle Dick, um, started losing his marbles after his, his wife died. And it was really sad, and like these gypsies came and were were taking advantage of him, and were trying to uh, take everything that he had. So we had to put him in a home, and he he was gone. Like he didn't he didn't know who anybody was. He didn't know who he was. He didn't remember his past life. I mean, nothing. The guy was like a blank slate. And I started just giving him, uh, I would go visit him and I would give him fulvic and humic acid. And within a very short period of time, less than a week, he started remembering again. And it caused a really big problem because my parents wanted him in the old folks home and had sold his house and everything to be able to pay for it. Wow. And then when he started remembering, he wanted to know where his car was, where his house was, uh, you know, why he was there, what they were doing. He called the police. He filed police reports, and it it caused a big thing. So my family was actually upset with me. Wow. See, that's that's what gets <laughs> that's me. horrible. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> that's horrible. I, I, I never even put two and two together. I knew knew that they drain you and all of this. Like when you go in to be treated for this, you pay for your nursing and all of the chemicals they inject into your veins. But I never even thought about how what they're doing is they're removing your family's wealth that you spent your entire life creating so you could pass it down to your children, give them a house, give them a savings account. Yeah, we're supposed, oh. to, we're, we're supposed to be giving wealth three generations down. Think about that. That's what's normal. Giving giving our wealth three generations down. It's, it's lucky if, if you get one generation down now. Mm-hmm. It's not acceptable. They're trying to make it zero, actually. There you go. They're moving towards making it so nobody can inherit anything. Well, they don't want you even to have any. They want you to work paycheck to paycheck. Yep. They want you to be on their system. Yep. And the more that we eat their foods and the more that we're sick and the more that we're in their doctor's appointments, getting their pills, the more we'll be at our jobs and the more the cycle will just go and the more rich they'll right. be and the more and that it, it they'll kills just creativity. And the only thing that separates our country and our people from everywhere else in the world is that we are the most creative people. Yeah, but everybody's too busy at work. Right. Yeah. They don't want that. Yeah, I'm excited. I think a lot of people are kind of figuring it out and figuring and a lot of people are figuring out how to support each other and, and kind of getting out of the nine to five idea or 
um, people are getting fed up with it in and of itself. Like the idea of the market, the, the housing market right now with the interest rates and everything, it's almost like they're just trying to starve us out and force us to eat it. But even at like these McDonald's and Wendy's restaurants, we've seen prices just go insane. So it's really crazy what they've done to this realm as of right. Now. Oh, they said they were going to give all the money to the, the people that needed it in our country. So they started giving out free money, right? But instead, they gave it all to the rich people. Yeah. That's what happened. And now we're having to pay 10 times, 100 times more for the inflation that they caused by giving not only all the tax breaks to the rich, but then all the free money to the rich, too. Yep, exactly. Um, just to reroute back the conversation towards kind of these extracts and things like that, I'd like to know your idea um, of the difference between more of like an extract, because I'm seeing like a turmeric extract here, just for an idea. Um, that's in more of like a liquid form, where I'm used to take taking turmeric in a um, pill form. What do you think the difference is that you would be getting out of the out of turmeric in versus a concentrated live extract, which is more of a liquid looking extract? It looks um, versus just taking straight up turmeric. Well, normally, if you're going to buy a turmeric extract, what they've done is they've taken the dried turmeric root and then they pour ethanol over it. Oh, my God. They let the ethanol sit for a week to a month, something like that. And then they pull the plug and they drain it out. And so then the turmeric is in the ethanol. But the ethanol is killed in that process. Almost all of the messages and the nutrients that are in that turmeric. And then sometimes, you know, after they're done with the ethanol, they'll either put that directly in the capsules or they'll throw the ethanol in a rotovap and they'll just pull the ethanol out and then replace it with glycerin. But it was still extracted with ethanol. And so the same thing, you can extract with heat, for example, and boil stuff and get the nutrients out that way. But over 90% of it's killed that way too. Yeah, I'm so sure it's all damaged doing, by the time it gets out. Right. So there's not, there's no good way to extract a, uh, an herb traditionally. Then they came out with CO2 extraction, but same thing, cold, cold stuff that's extremely cold also kills as well. Um, so what we did was we patented a process using the innate properties of fulvic and humic acid. Since it is a transporter, we use the fulvic acid to transport all the nutrients and all the messages, which we call biomarkers, out of, say, the turmeric and into the solution. And so there's a 100% transfer there where you're pulling over all of the nutrients, all of the biomarkers, without destroying them. And then what we do is we drain the distilled water that we use in that process and then mix it with, with glycerin to make it so that it doesn't spoil, so that it preserves it. And we only use a coconut oil glycerin that is GMO-free and glyphosate-free to be able to do that. And that's it. It's very simple. See, nature has provided us with all of the things that we need to be able to do these things in the way that we're trying to do them. But we've been so turned off from nature and looking towards the white coats there at the lab who who can crush chemically synthesize these different things. 
And we, we, we've completely separated ourselves from the fact that we are all part of nature. We, we exist with nature, not without it. And the moment everybody realizes what has happened here with our food, our medicine, the air, our water, uh, I think that will be the day that the, the world decides that it's had enough and we, the people, would finally take control over the world that we live in. Well, they need to wake up really quick because we don't have much time. It's gotten extremely out of control. Yeah, it is. And it is getting worse and worse every year, too. Now, it's, it might not be reversible, unfortunately. So I kind of have a weird theory that they knew this was going to happen because, you know, people are inherently curious and a lot of people think about these things and it's the day of information day where you know everything's at the click of your fingers uh you know most people don't use their time to look into this stuff so it's kind of a mockery in that sense but also like if they if they designed it well then they designed they know how to deconstruct it as well and so i kind of like theorize that when this all does collapse that again they will be the ones to take over because they controlled the demolition of it, and you know. Yeah, they, but they're they, greedy. Also, is the problem, and they're more than happy just to keep on selling oil and things that are toxic, even though there's a replacement for it. They don't have their money invested in that, so they're not going to allow it. Yep, they they control everything with their money that we give them by shopping and buying their poisons is funding the next generational curse. On we've got it. We've got to divest from everything. I literally years ago, canceled my Bank of America account, went and got a, a small credit union. I re- refuse to put my money or my investments in anything that's going to be funding oil or oil production or anything like that. And if everybody just took the little steps, like the amount of money that we spend on a daily basis, just consuming nonsense. If we just took a week and we stopped giving these people our money for a week, it would be so I'm detrimental to them that they would start making the changes we need. But people are so caught up in this world and, oh, you got to have this or you got to have that. But they don't even stop to think about what this world's going to be like for their children. Have well, we they're manipulating continue? it. And like you said, with the search engines, I mean, think about this. Yeah, the information's at the click of your fingers, but they're also controlling what's at the top 10 pages of your search also. They Whoever has and, the and most whoever money. has the money is the one who's able to be at the top. Exactly. I don't like. Uh, I don't know how old you are, but when I was a kid, I remember if you get on the internet and you looked for something, you got the best answer. Like you didn't get the the richest company. Like you got real information that would be right. helpful. And this is why I tell everybody the internet is an app. It's not like the internet's there, but what we run off of is more like an app that controls the limits, the information that gets sent to our computer versus giving us the real raw data, the real truths that, you know, are not bought and paid for by these corporations. Yeah. If you put out something on the, on the internet that they don't like, they can just spend money and bury it to the hundredth page. Exactly. Yep. hundred percent. Chris, um, I wanted to ask you this. How do you think that microplastics are affecting, or if you know, or you might just know, um, how are, how are microplastics affecting people when they get past the blood brain, brain membrane and also just into their body, into their veins and things like that? Do you know, um, what kind of symptoms, what that would cause in people? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it'll cause cancer and all the different kinds of diseases, 
but it's also a hormone disruptor. And so um, it'll cause things like infertility and, uh, you know, gynomastia and uh, things like that. Um, Not to mention spraying chemtrails, which is blocking the sun and blocking the red spectrum of light. Um, the, The plastic toxins and the heavy metals and the chemtrails will basically, in my opinion, sterilize the entire population. I'm seeing it. I've seen it in my own young family. Like I have cousins that are coming out and not being able to have children that are under 20, like under 25 and things like that. Yes. These people should think, not be I sterile. I think that, that the vaccine, yeah. COVID itself, which is real, it's a real, it's a real disease, and everything else they're doing that the main agenda is sterilization. Well, it's really funny with the COVID thing is they're putting out tests now that are flu and COVID tests. <laughs> wow. That, that are what? <laughs> flu and COVID tests. <laughs> oh. They're like, they're like, uh, it's, yeah, it's hilarious. But just so, um, Sorry, Kim. Just so everybody's aware of how this even popped into existence, we study these different ailments inside of labs. And if we didn't study these things, then they wouldn't be transmissible to humans because if if it if you follow the narrative, it came from a bat. But we paid our tax dollars to make that disease transferable to humans. And again, as far as being able to c- contract these things, they've they've lowered your mineral counts, they've increased your sh- salts and sugars, they've unbalanced your body. So when you do come in contact with something like this, your body can't process it because it's processing everything else or it doesn't have the right mixture of certain things. So it just, you get sick. And so your tax dollars funded th- this epidemic. Yeah, exactly. and, and this disease, in my opinion, is a an AI-generated GMO uh, you know, there's all different types of animals that are mixed into the, the thing. It's a completely created virus that had a specific purpose. And the the studies that are coming out, the more times that you catch this, it's going to exponentially lower your lifespan. So they're trying to kill the older population, steal their wealth while sterilizing everybody else. With what the vaccines did, um, what people are finding is that they're killing white blood cells in people. So they're essentially just shutting down people's immune systems. So over the next three yeah. to four years, we're going to have a death count. Yeah, of, shot who five, knows? shot six, shot seven, right? It was only supposed to be a one-shot deal, right? Oh, no, wait, you got to take it every four months now. <laughs> did you guys hear the Bill Gates interview where he was saying if we do a really good job on this vaccine, we could lower the birth rates yeah. of the world? Uh, he literally was saying that this this damn thing is going to uh, sterilize. The you mean population. the guy with the patent for the mark of the beast? Yeah. Why is he involved with with uh, with drugs in any way? And and <laughs> buying up all the farmland. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. One thing I want to talk about with everybody is how these microplastics are getting into everybody's environments. Because I know I used to, when I used to work in Texas, um, I used to have a bottle of water in my truck, a, a bunch of bottles of water in my truck, uh, just like the cans that you, not the cans, but um, the huge packages that you'd get, 48 bottles of water, 32 bottles of water, and I've had it sitting in my truck. And what's actually happening is um, when you're when you're eating, when you're drinking liquids that come out of these plastics, one 
how do we even know that they are curing the plastic before they put the water or the liquids in? Because I've heard people that work in plastic um, facilities where they actually make the bottles and things like that claim that they actually put the liquids and things like that before the plastics have fully, fully cured, which is essentially just leaching microplastics into these liquids for everybody to then drink. But also, when you have these plastic, you know, bottled, um, uh, bottled waters out in out in the sun or on these trailers and these trucks and these hot environments, that again is leaching these these microplastics into the environment. And then also, you have people um, feeding literal just plastic bags to pigs and and different um, cattle and sheep and things like that that we're eating. And that's another way that these microplastics are getting into our environment. So I think that's huge. With um, and and again, that's another that's another thing why I um I love Chris's products and I love the red pine needle oil that he does offer because um I personally felt a difference when I um started taking it myself. I started taking it and I had um um I immediately I remember the first day I remember texting you too, Chris that. I had a kind of a headache after I started taking it and I figured it was detoxing effects. And then the next day, and then, and since then I've taken it every day and I feel clear headed. Um, I, I feel like I have a better immune system. I've been sick once, but um, all of my family got sick and it was just a one day sickness, like a bug where you throw up or whatever it was, which was horrible. But um, I think it's huge. Do you, does your product um, go past the blood membrane? Do you think it goes past the blood membrane to actually clear the plastics there as well? Yeah, well, the, the red pine needle oil actually has a, a molecule called the C10 molecule, and it will pass the blood-brain barrier, so it will go throughout your entire body. And anybody who's not familiar with red pine needle oil, it's actually a special type of pine oil because you can't just take any pine oil internally. It is the only type of pine oil in the entire world that is safe to take internally. And so all these turpentines and everything can work in the body safely. It's even safer with the gut flora. It will not hurt your liver. It will not hurt your kidneys. And the reason why I love it so much is because it's way more powerful than oregano oil. It's way more powerful than olive leaf extract. And those will kill your gut flora. You can't even, you have to cycle off of it in two weeks. It's so, so destructive to your gut flora. And the red pine needle oil, I've been on that for over 15 years now. Yeah, I've been taking it every day. I love it. I, um, I want to know, what do you have in the future? What's your plans for the future, Chris? Because I know that we're getting towards the top of the hour, so I know that me and Derek need to ask you our last couple things. But um, what do you have planned for the future? Are you just going to run your Optimally Organic website? Are you looking to find new ways to extract things? What are What are you up to lately? Well, we just, we just launched a couple new companies. One's called Raw Earth Extracts. We're extracting different herbal formulas using the fulvic acid and our patented process with that. Nice. Um, we've launched it. It's doing really well. Also, Superior Ginseng, we're doing the same thing with different types of ginseng. That's also doing real well. Um, I'm seeing we're about that on your website. Launch... What's, what's the hype around ginseng? Uh, ginseng is really cool because um, it can actually increase your testosterone levels, which a lot Ooh. of people are having issues with. It increases your energy, can increase your libido. Um, you know, people are feeling sluggish and tired all the time. So it really helps you uh, boost up, helps increase the immune system. Um, especially the Siberian ginseng is, is, is not so much with uh, energy, but has more of an immune system. Uh, boosting effect to it. And uh, we're working on a, a new uh, tea bag line where we're going to be doing like, you know, 
herbs in little tea bags so you can make some tea. And we're going to be actually starting a new uh, soap company and uh, doing our own soap pours here soon. Yeah, I saw the couple soaps that you had. That's that is so awesome. Yeah, me and Derek are doing a similar thing where we're trying to get like a tea line out for people to get. So it's cool. I think that I don't care who it gets out. I don't care who sells it and I don't care how it gets out to the public, but we need to get these types of products out to people. I think a thousand more people need to start companies and trying to get people to buy and trying to get the word out. And I think honestly, it's just a matter of educating and and understanding where this sickness is coming from, because pretty soon here, people are going to start pointing fingers when we have hundreds and thousands of bodies dropping dead for, and we already are seeing it. We're already seeing people drop dead for absolutely no reason. Yeah, they're just covering it up. They're just calling it, oh, this was, this is, you know. If it causes pneumonia, they say, oh, yeah, this person died of pneumonia, you know, or <laughs> what, they just call it something different, you know, that's all they do. It's well, sad. It, and it's getting increasingly more obvious. Yeah, I, I was. I, I think so. <laughs> they're like, they're like, uh, it's, yeah, it's hilarious. But just so, um, sorry, Kim, just so everybody's aware of how this even popped into existence. We study these different ailments inside of labs. And if we didn't study these things, then they wouldn't be transmissible to humans because if if it if you follow the narrative, it came from a bat. But we paid our tax dollars to make that disease transferable to humans. And again, as far as being able to c- contract these things, they've they've lowered your mineral count, they've increased your sh- salts and sugars, they've unbalanced your body. So when you do come in contact with something like this, your body can't process it because it's processing everything else or it doesn't have the right mixture of certain things. So it just, you get sick. And so your tax dollars funded th- this epidemic. Yeah, exactly. and, and this disease, in my opinion, is a an AI-generated GMO uh, you know, there's all different types of animals that are mixed into the, the thing. It's a completely created virus that had a specific purpose. And the the studies that are coming out, the more times that you catch this, it's going to exponentially lower your lifespan. So they're trying to kill the older population, steal their wealth, while sterilizing everybody else. I don't well, know if you guys... What the- Sorry. With with what the vaccines did, um, what people are finding is that they're killing white blood cells in people. So they're essentially just shutting down people's immune systems. So over the next three yeah. or four years, we're going to have a death count. Yeah, of, shot who five, knows? shot six, shot seven, right? It was only supposed to be a one-shot deal, right? Oh, no, wait, you got to take it every four months now. <laughs> did you guys hear the Bill Gates interview where he was saying if we do a really good job on this vaccine – we could lower the birth rates of yeah. the world. Uh, he literally was saying that this this damn thing is going to uh, sterilize. You, the you mean the guy with the patent for the mark of the beast? Yeah. Why is he involved with with uh, with drugs in any way? And and <laughs> buying up all the farmland. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. One thing I want to talk about with everybody is how these microplastics are getting into everybody's environments. Because I know I used to, when I used to work in Texas, um, I used to have a bottle of water in my truck, a, a bunch of bottles of water in my truck, just like the cans that you, not the cans, but um, the huge packages that you'd get, 48 bottles of water, 32 bottles of water. And I've had it sitting in my truck. And what's actually happening is um, when you're, when you're eating, when you're drinking liquids that come out of these plastics, one, 
how do we even know that they are curing the plastic before they put the water or the liquids in? Because I've heard people that work in plastic um, facilities where they actually make the bottles and things like that claim that they actually put the liquids and things like that before the plastics have fully, fully cured, which is essentially just leaching microplastics into these liquids for everybody to then drink. But also, when you have these plastic, you know, bottled, um, uh, bottled waters out in out in the sun or on these trailers and these trucks and these hot environments, that again is leaching these these microplastics into the environment. And then also, you have people um, feeding literal just plastic bags to pigs and and different um, cattle and sheep and things like that that we're eating. And that's another way that these microplastics are getting into our environment. So I think that's huge. With um, and, and again, that's another that's another thing why I um, I love Chris's products and I love the red pine needle oil that he does offer because um, I personally felt a difference when I um, started taking it myself. I started taking it and I had um, um, I immediately I remember the first day I remember texting you too, Chris, that I had a kind of a headache after I started taking it and I figured it was detoxing effects. And then the next day and then and since then, I've taken it every day and I feel clear headed. Um, I, I feel like I have a better immune system. I've been sick once but um all of my family got sick and it was just a one day sickness like a bug where you throw up or whatever it was which was horrible but um i think it's huge do you, does your product um go past the blood membrane do you think it goes past the blood membrane to actually clear the plastics there as well yeah well the, the red pine needle oil actually has a, a molecule called the c10 molecule and it will pass the blood brain barrier so it will go throughout your entire body and Anybody who's not familiar with red pine needle oil, it's actually a special type of pine oil because you can't just take any pine oil internally. It is the only type of pine oil in the entire world that is safe to take internally. And so all these turpentines and everything can work in the body safely. It's even safe with the gut flora. It will not hurt your liver. It will not hurt your kidneys. And the reason why I love it so much is because it's way more powerful than oregano oil. It's way more powerful than olive leaf extract. And those will kill your gut flora. You can't even, you have to cycle off of it in two weeks. It's so, so destructive to your gut flora. And the red pineal oil, I've been on that for over 15 years now. Yeah, I've been taking it every day. I love it. I- um, I want to know, what do you have in the future? What's your plans for the future, Chris? Because I know that we're getting towards the top of the hour, so I know that me and Derek need to ask you our last couple things. But um, what do you have planned for the future? Are you just going to run your Optimally Organic website? Are you looking to find new ways to extract things? What are What are you up to lately? Well, we just we just launched a couple new companies. One's called Raw Earth Extracts. We're extracting different herbal formulas using the fulvic acid and our patented process with that. Nice. Um, we've launched it. It's doing really well. Also, Superior Ginseng, we're doing the same thing with different types of ginseng. That's also doing real well. Um, I'm seeing we're about that on your website. Launch... What's, what's the hype around ginseng? Uh, ginseng is really cool because um, it can actually increase your testosterone levels, which a Ooh. lot of people are having issues with. It increases your energy, can increase your libido. Um, you know, people are feeling sluggish and tired all the time. So it really helps you uh, boost up, helps increase the immune system, um, especially the Siberian ginseng is, is, is not so much with uh, energy, but has more of an immune system uh, boosting effect to it. 
And uh, we're working on a, a new uh, tea bag line where we're going to be doing like, you know, herbs and little tea bags so you can make some tea. And we're going to be actually starting a new uh, soap company and uh, doing our own soap pours here soon. Yeah, I saw the couple soaps that you had. That's that is so awesome. Yeah, me and Derek are doing a similar thing where we're trying to get like a tea line out for people to get. So it's cool. I think that I don't care who it gets out. I don't care who sells it and I don't care how it gets out to the public, but we need to get these types of products out to people. I think a thousand more people need to start companies and trying to get people to buy and trying to get the word out. And I think honestly, it's just a matter of educating and, and understanding where this sickness is coming from, because pretty soon here, people are going to start pointing fingers when we have hundreds and thousands of bodies dropping dead for, and we already are seeing it. We're already seeing people drop dead for absolutely no reason. During. Yeah, they're just covering it up. They're just calling yeah. it. Oh, this was, this is, you know, if it causes pneumonia, they say, oh, yeah, this person died of pneumonia, you know, or <laughs> what, they just call it something different, you know, that's all they do. It's well, sad. It, and it's getting increasingly more obvious. Yeah, I, I was. I, I watching, think so. Sorry, guys. I was telling Caleb how during the Spanish flu influenza, uh, it was reported by Dr. Fauci even that the majority of the people who died from this disease actually died because of secondhand pneumonia from breathing in their dirty, old, nasty air that you're exerting. You don't put anything back in your body. And so they were breathing it in, created more bacteria and things inside of their their mouth and gave them pneumonia. And killed them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> really sad, but it's getting more Crazy obvious stuff. and people are people are looking for um solutions and we will be here to hopefully offer those and i i really i'm really excited about what you guys are doing over at optimally organic um and excited to see what you guys do in the future and i know that we will um hopefully be collabing with you i know uh, this will be the first time i bring this up with you but um we were thinking about offering like a like a tea bundle um on our side where we bundle with you with your minerals and um get them um, like a, a little tea holder for them to put their tea in in their cups and stuff and have raw honey with the enzymes and everything in it so people can really start taking their health serious and i think one way to do that is tea I love tea. Absolutely. That sounds wonderful. <laughs> yes, me too. Um, Derek, do you have any last questions for Chris before we wrap up the second hour? Uh, so what exactly is happening in the body that's allowing for these pine needles to pull out plastics? Because uh, if you were to look into microplastics in our environment, there's no control because everything has plastic in it. So there's no way to really do a control to be able to explain everything with a hundred percent certainty so what's the process do you know what these things are doing and how they actually do they dissolve it do they bind to it like what are they doing in your body well my hypothesis is that it's the turpentine compounds that's in the pine oil that that does that and somehow god made this type of pine oil and these turpentine compounds that are in all pine oil, pine needles and pine oil safe for human ingestion. And it's like, you know, if you put pine salt on the floor, it like it, it dissolves everything. It kills everything. It's the same action, but in a safe form inside the body. So basically it's like breaking it down like a stomach acid, essentially rips everything down to base so that's what it's doing is like, because I don't know if you guys know how water works and why water actually makes things soggy. It's not just because they're wet, like 
that's what we would think. But water actually makes things soggy because of the electrons as it's moving. It's, it's charged in a way that it pulls everything apart that it soaks on. And this is how water will soften things. So uh, that, that's probably essentially how that works with just more energy involved, that it, it's able to bind to little chunks of it at a time and just strip it all the way down to the point where it's no longer hard for your body to get out. It's actually thinner and easier to pre- for you to out essentially yeah and you know it'll do that with with you know parasites and tapeworms and all different kinds of you know candida or whatever it's like i I, I even ate like a a funky chicken sandwich before getting on a plane and got really bad food poisoning and took a couple of those 15 minutes later boom i was right as rain and didn't vomit or anything yeah, uh, that's something I wanted to ask you. Uh, like parasites, are we getting these in from our food? And how how do we know if we we have fungus infections in our body or parasitic infections? Because a lot of people don't know that a lot of this illness could be caused from fungus buildup in your body. It's in your blood. Uh, parasites produce these ailments because they they're going to the bathroom inside your body, and so right. like is is this red pine seed oil, it's doing the same thing to these parasites where if it gets right by your blood-brain barrier, so it goes through everything. Is it essentially pine sawing the parasites? That's exactly right. And um, it, it can do the parasites themselves, but the eggs are actually really resilient, even to turpentine compounds, believe it or not. And these parasites, they say that 97% of Americans are infested with parasites and don't even realize it. And my belief is is that these are most of the causes of disease and cancer and everything else are these parasites or funguses inside the body, which almost everybody has of some kind or another. You can get them from just touching a doorknob and the parasites will go right through the skin into the bloodstream or eating salad or eating meat or sushi or a million other ways of, of catching these things. Um, and the reason why I bring up the eggs is because you want to go through two moon cycles when you're taking the pine oil, if you're going to do a parasite cleanse. And during the full moon is when the eggs hatch. So if you go through two moon cycles, you can make sure that you kill them as they hatch, essentially. That is epic. That proves the energetic form of our world, right, Caleb? Like it proves that we're not just this physical rock in space, like that if the moon could actually create parasites, eggs to hatch in these different things, like that says that there's far more mysticism behind the world that we live in and that than we're being told. Uh, I just, I'd like to point out that I one time got really afraid of parasites when I was like, it was like six years ago. And so I like did a full-blown parasite cleanse and I haven't even had a cold since then. I have not even, I've not been sick with anything over the last six years. And uh, I credit my fact that I cleanse, I went on a hardcore parasite cleanse. And yeah, so it, it definitely helped me for sure. Yeah, well, parasites will lower your immune system major. And that's because your body's like trying to clean them up. So our bodies are super adaptable and we could handle so much, but parasites create an overload on your system where your system's trying to clean up behind these things 
and then you interact with something else and now voila you're sick that's right exactly awesome well um i feel really good i i don't um i really like to vet companies especially ones that we're going to put in our affiliate links and um, having you and your company in your in our affiliate links, I feel so comfortable. Um, we will definitely be funneling, hopefully, people over to your guys' website. If you guys are listening, um, go check out Optimally Organic. Just scroll through their um, their their products, and there's tons of information on their products. And um, <clears throat> hopefully, we will be taking one out of um, Chris's book and with our future company that we're going to start with our supplementation. And um, hopefully, we will be collabing with Chris in the future and. Um, using him and as, as 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 much knowledge as he has, and as as a friend, and um, hopefully just create a more healthy reality for everybody. So I really want to thank Chris for coming on, and I appreciate you coming on for the hour and um, kind of just expelling the knowledge that you have and um, taking the time out of your life to do what you do. You know, even though your family might see this as you know, you know, the black sheep or this, like a lot of people see this as like, um, snake, snake oil salesman, you know, like they, they don't, they don't think uh, herbs actually have use. They don't think that these herbs actually do do anything, but through plenty of studies and, and other things, you can prove that these, these herbs have, and always have done and amazing things for our bodies. All of our ancestors used them. We didn't always just have petroleum medicines, um, hiding symptoms of, of our of our problems so i really appreciate what you're doing and i appreciate you coming on chris it's much of a pleasure being here and for all your listeners if they use a promo code unearth they'll receive 10 percent off their entire order on our website awesome derek do you got anything for chris any last words well so i just uh thanks so much chris for coming on uh, i do kind of want to just make a statement uh Nothing exists outside without first starting inside. It had to be thought. So all beliefs create the world around you. Nothing exists without first being a belief. So if if your state of mind is hindered by the world around you, if the biome in your body is hindered by the world around you, your beliefs aren't going to be that of somebody who's going to benefit and grow. You're gonna your your beliefs are going to create problems around you within you and all of these things so the only way you could really get ahead of all of this stuff is by stopping and going within yourself and healing yourself and the world will heal around you uh it's just how it's going to work awesome um other than that i think that will wrap up episode 14 talking about food talking about the importance of watching what you intake into your body um it will affect how you think it'll affect your endocrine processes it'll affect everything it'll affect all of your processes in your body so um definitely think about what you're intaking and um check out um optimally organic at optimallyorganic.com and other than that, um, again, everybody that's hearing this uh, message is a member. Um, you guys are awesome. You make this happen. And we will see you guys hopefully, um, not hopefully, we'll see you guys next week for episode number 15. Thank you, guys.